When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on with the show. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money. From going to your local coffee shop, and by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low-carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto-friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever, and folks, It tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, So it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. 
The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans, let's talk about the NBA and Mark Cuban. Because today is September the 1st. May not mean a whole lot to a lot of people, except this is a new month. And you would be correct. But if you are in the state of Texas today, a lot of laws went into effect that were voted on uh, this past summer. And one of those laws is actually now all professional sports teams must play the national anthem at their games. And boy, Mark Cuban is going to be furious by this, because if you guys remember last season when there were no fans in attendance, Mark Cuban tried to pull a fast one and not play the national anthem at any of the games. Maybe he didn't want to deal with any of the kneeling and things like that, because we saw what happened in the NBA bubble. Almost every single player, I would say about 98 percent of them, kneeled for the national anthem wearing Black Lives Matter on the court. It was a disaster and fans turned off their television sets. So Mark Cuban, I figured, I guess he was thinking, you know what? I don't want to deal with any of that. So therefore, we're not even going to play the national anthem. But there were no fans in attendance. Nobody really noticed until he opened up his mouth. And then Adam Silver came in and said, oh, no, you will play the national anthem. And now because of Mark Cuban, Texas has now passed a law that every professional sports team in Texas will need to play the national anthem. Now, the reasoning for this is apparently uh, these professional teams, they get state money. Why they get state money? I have no idea. This should not be happening. These professional sports teams, they make more than enough money without the uh, the federal government giving them money or the state government in this case. But let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. It says here on Outkick, next time Mark Cuban knits his national anthem, he'll have to repay government funds. A swarm of recently passed laws in Texas went into effect on Wednesday. As of September the 1st, the state now requires all pro teams in Texas to play the Star Spangled Banner before home games. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick prioritized this law after Mark Cuban removed the national anthem from the Dallas Mavericks pregame rituals last season. Should Cuban knits the national anthem again, the Texas House uh, force um, Cuban and his team to repay government funds received from Texas, which could amount to millions of dollars. In other words, it won't be a problem. Yep. Because what we're talking about here, and this is on Clip to Houston here in Houston, Star Spangled Banner Protection Act. Professional sports teams with state funding are required to play the national anthem before games under Senate Bill Number 4. And last month, it says here, Texas House votes to yank state funding from sports teams that don't play national anthem at games. You know what? I believe that Mark Cuban was just trying to actually pander to the people that don't like this country. Well, guess what, Mark Cuban? These people that don't like the country, they're not going to like the country no matter what, whether you play the anthem or not. Now, I believe in being patriotic. You should play the anthem. Now, none of this is actually going to make the players stand for the anthem. But however, when it comes to the NBA, they have a rule on the book that you must stand for the national anthem. Did they really enforce that last season? No, 
And I must admit, though, that for the most part, most of the players in the NBA, they stood for the anthem every single game. But there was some kind of an incident that happened last year. I don't remember. And I know that the Miami Heat, they nailed for the national anthem and the NBA did nothing. So essentially, guys, the rules on the books for the NBA, when it comes to the national anthem, players are allowed to break it. And the NBA is not going to enforce it. And there's really nothing that um, that Texas can do. But however, they can make you play the national anthem because you professional sports teams, you guys take state money. And that's the difference right there. OK, now this is the ridiculous thing that uh, that Mark, Mark Cuban said last season about not wanting to play the anthem anymore at games. He said, quote, we respect and always have respected the passion people have for the anthem in our country, Cuban said, defending his decision. But we also loudly hear the voices of those who feel that the anthem does not represent them. Really, the only people, Mark Cuban, that don't feel like the anthem represents them, guess what? That is the far leftist, Marxist, and communist. Because they want to overturn and overthrow this country and have this country actually looking like, you know, to use your last name, Cuba. That's what they want. We don't want that. We want our freedoms. And make no mistake about it, folks. Our freedoms are under attack in this country from the left. And this is nothing more than Mark Cuban trying to pander to the left. The Star Spangled Banner, that is our national anthem. We should respect it. If you do not want to hear it, you know what? You don't really have to play in the NBA if you're an American, okay? It's kind of funny, you know, that you have these uh, foreigners that come over here that play. They don't seem to be complaining about the national anthem. Think about that. Foreigners that aren't citizens of this country will come over here and have more respect for the national anthem than the supposed citizens of this country. But Mark Cuban was focusing on pandering to the leftists, the communists, and the Marxists that hate the national anthem and hate the country. But however, his overlords in the NBA, Adam Silver, who's really just a puppet of of the players, really. He's supposed to be working for the owners now, but really he works for the players because the players run the league. Okay, Adam Silver made him made him actually play the national anthem because it's a part of NBA rules. But yet Adam Silver didn't make the players stand up for the anthem when they're supposed to. And that's on the rule book. The NBA is a complete An utter mess. It really is. So there you got it, guys. All all Texas professional teams, the Astros, the uh, the Rangers, the Texans, they all will have to play the national anthem before every single game. They're all getting money from the state government. I really don't know why that probably needs to end right there. It really, really does. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Mark Cuban is going to be furious about this. We know it. He's going to be forced to play the national anthem, even though we really know he doesn't want to play it. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time.
Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I am back. Road Rants for Black and White Sports. As we know, if you have been following along with the channel, Stephen A. Smith has gotten Max Kellerman pushed off of ESPN's first take. Now, they're both pretty equally woke and utterly insane, but without a lot of fanfare, today was Max Kellerman's last day on ESPN First Take. The other day, I made a video where Andrew Marchand of the New York Post confirmed that Stephen A. Smith most definitely, regardless of anything Stephen A. might like to say publicly, Stephen A. Smith most definitely got Max Kellerman pushed off a first take as part of an ongoing master plan that Stephen A. Smith has for world domination. At least, he hopes it's world domination. Uh, He wants possibly, I also did this video, possibly Michael Irvin from the Dallas Cowboys, from the NFL Network, to come in and replace Max, or a revolving door of what is supposed to be largely black host on ESPN first take as they continue down the super woke race-based rabbit hole that is turned into an utter nightmare at ESPN. You would think at some point they would start learning their lessons with all these public embarrassments, but no, not going to do that. And of course, Max Kellerman is one of the lead ringleaders of the circus. He is utterly insane. The other day, having, um, having labeled the game of chess as racist because the black pieces move second. Well, what can only be described as utter fake BS today as Max Kellerman is hosting the final, final episode of First Take that he is going to be on, his own finale. Stephen A. Smith was oddly absent. Oddly absent. Having some surgery, it seems. Conveniently. Well, Stephen A. Smith decided to call into the show to wrap his loving arms around Max Kellerman. Let's get to this. Stephen A. Smith briefly calls in to Max Kellerman's first take finale after reportedly pushing him off the show. (laughs) Without much fanfare and devoid of his co-host Stephen A. Smith in studio, Max Kellerman signed off first take for the final time Wednesday. Last week, ESPN announced Kellerman would be leaving the show after five years as Smith's uh, sparring partner. Kellerman joined First Take in 2016, taking over for Skip Bayless, who departed for Fox Sports. Following the August 24th announcement by ESPN, Kellerman finished out his tenure on the show with guest co-host. Smith's absence was odd, considering he reportedly was the one pushing his co-host off the show. But in the final minutes of Kellerman's last show on First Take, Stephen A. Smith called in to say goodbye, noting he was off the last two weeks for surgery to address sleep apnea. All right. 
This big nose of mine, if you could believe it, I actually look uglier than I normally do, Smith said. All I wanted to say was to call in and to thank my man, Max, for the five years, Smith added. Originally, when he we talked, it was supposed to be a three-year run, and the next thing you know, it was a five-year run. And we've been number one every single year, and you had an awful lot to do with that. But I guess just not enough, huh, Stephen A.? Stephen A. had a lot to say who was going to be his partner after Skip left the show. Kellerman noted after Smith's brief homage, and I was honored to have been chosen. Oh, good Lord. If Smith selected who his host was going to be five years ago, he undoubtedly had a say in who his co-host will be starting next week. While the decision to change first take may not have been his alone, if Smith wanted Kellerman to stay, ESPN would have obliged. In the recent years, Smith cemented himself as the undisputed leader of first take in the face of Disney sports brand. Smith became the network's highest paid on-air personality in 2019, signing a five-year $60 million contract. Kellerman will now become the point guard for ESPN's National Morning Radio Show alongside Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. God, that's going to be a worse show than it already is, and it is awful. The former First Take host will be launching a yet-to-be-announced TV project for ESPN. In addition to their sports commentary, Smith and Kellerman were known to speak out on important social or political issues on First Take woke take. Before his final sign-off, Kellerman took a moment to acknowledge the important conversations he had ongoing with Smith that superseded any scoreboard in sports. Quote, important issues were brought up through the years. We got to opine about and use this platform to say things we felt were important in the world of sports, and when social issues intersected the world of sports, and I'll always cherish that. He'll always cherish ruining and being involved with ruining what used to be a fantastic sports debate show. Now, that really was when Skip Bayless was there. And yeah, him and Stephen A. Smith were awesome. It was fun to watch. And you could not wait to see those two go at it. But Max Kellerman, let's be honest. Everything they talk about, all the crap they bring up, it drives me nuts. But at the end of the day, I find Max Kellerman to just be utterly unlikable and sometimes if a person is just unlikable that's enough to make you and me nauseated as hell when they we turn the tv on right uh so on top of all the crap he comes up with i mean sometimes i do believe he is trying to say some things just to cause a stir because they're that insane I mean, the other day with the chess, Trey Lance, Jimmy G. I mean, he's got terrible, woke social takes. I mean, going back to the last five years, he, he does. And, of course, he could not stand 45, <laughs> which just did nothing but make me smile. So, and look, far as Stephen A. Smith calling into the, to the show, we know that's partly to save face. Uh, I'm sure Stephen A. probably didn't want to do it, but he knew, look, I'll give Stephen A. credit for this. He does know, and he's been around long enough to know optics is a thing. 
It absolutely is a thing. Perception is a thing. If he's trying to cover up some of the things that's already come out about the fact that he absolutely wanted Max Kellerman to run the hell out of town and out of that show, well, this is a good way to try to do it. I don't buy it for one second, but it's certainly one way to go, and I would think you would probably expect Stephen A. Smith to call in to this show as Max is signing off. But I find it odd that with all this fallout going on, this is when Stephen A. just happens to be gone. You get my meaning? Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Stephen A. with the fake love for the guy he stabbed in the back to get kicked off the show, Max Kellerman. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Oh boy, Black and White Sports fans, we need to revisit the ESPN High School scandal. Now, a few days ago, we had put up a video talking about how Bishop Sycamore basically scammed his way into getting on ESPN national television by lying to a marketing firm to actually get on a schedule. And ESPN was very desperate to get an opponent for IMG Academy, who is a upper tier football school. Okay, now Bishop Sycamore has only been around for one year and apparently the head coach lied his way all to the top. And this scandal is pretty bad here. It doesn't look good for ESPN because ESPN seems to be very desperate just to get any type of opponent and not do their due diligence on who they put on TV. And now, guys, Bishop Sycamore now has now fired their head coach, Roy Johnson. And guys, it is really, really bad. And also the opponents of Bishop Sycamore have now canceled games. So we're going to be diving into that, too. But as you can see here on the New York Post, Bishop Sycamore fires coach after bizarre fallout from ESPN blowout. And this team lost 58 to nothing. 58 to nothing, folks. Now, the coach said that they actually had Division I uh, recruits on that team. That doesn't seem to be the case. And Bishop, Bishop Sycamore lost to the same school last season, their first season, 50, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's something like 53 to 6 or something like that. They actually scored some points, but not in this game. It says here, Bishop Sycamore, the unknown Ohio-based online charter school, that talked his way into a nationally televised football drubbing Sunday on ESPN has fired head coach Roy Johnson. Bishop Sycamore was crushed by national powerhouse IMG Academy 58 to nothing on Sunday, just two days after suffering a 19-7 loss to Stowe Rocks High School of Pennsylvania. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, or DeWine announced Tuesday that he has requested the Department of Education to open an investigation into the legitimacy of Bishop Sycamore. The school's director, Andre Peterson, citing pending fraud char- charges against Johnson and the team's injury tracking procedures as part of 
a lot of things that resulted in the firing. Quote, I value him as a person, but I just thought right now he needed to step down. He needed to go. Peterson told USA Today. We just decided to mutually part ways. Now, according to Kick, Johnson faces an active bench warrant since July the 2nd of out of uh, Delaware, Ohio, for failure to appear in a domestic violence case that later was dropped to a criminal uh, mischief charge. A judge also ruled Friday that Johnson and another defendant will go to trial for defaulting on a one hundred thousand dollar loan issued by First Merchants Bank in April 2018. And that is Roy, Roy Johnson right there. He has now been fired. And man, hit the legal issues with this guy is a mile long. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but we know one thing. He's not the coach of Bishop Sycamore anymore. And let's go on here. He says uh, during Sunday's broadcast, ESPN announcers claim Bishop Sycamore led them to believe his roster contained multiple Division One prospects, which quickly proved to be untrue during its game against IMG. It turns out that the school also is not listed on the Ohio Athletic Association's directory of schools, but reportedly is part of the Texas Christian Athletic League. Quote, you look at IMG and this is the most talented prep team in the country. ESPN announcer Anish Shroff said during the second quarter of Sunday's game, Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Div- Division One prospects on their roster. And to be frank, a lot of that we cannot verify. That is on ESPN right right there for not doing their due dil- diligence. OK, now it gets worse here. Also. Bishop Sycamore still has football games to play, but however, they have run into a scheduling debacle now over here on Fox News. Bishop Sycamore loses four football opponents amid controversy. This is a disaster for them. Bishop Sycamore lost four high school football opponents on Tuesday following the debacle from his appearance against one of the top programs in the nation. The Matha Catholic Duncanville Liberty and Johnson Central all decided to cancel games against Bishop Sycamore. According to Matt's preps, Bishop Sycamore had a schedule filled with top tier programs across the U.S., but after losing to IMG Academy 58 to nothing and the revelation the school duped a marketing agency to be put into a national television slot, the handful of teams had have reconsidered playing the school. Wow. Quote, we had we have been doing a lot of researching and after discussing it with our coaching staff, we decided to cancel that game with Bishop Sycamore because They have ineligible players and it would be a liability issue. We think this is the right decision. That is Damatha, Carolina president, father James R. Day. He told USA Today that. So, guys, what do you think it is? What do you guys think of Bishop Sycamore? I believe this is just the beginning. This thing seems to be growing day by day. Uh, Roy Johnson fired. This guy can actually be facing uh, prison time for a whole bunch of different things here. I mean, this is just unbelievable, man. And ESPN does not look good in this whatsoever. They should have did their due diligence on this. This school had only started playing football last season and they only won 
five games. And you see, this is what happened, man, happens when you get greedy. When you get greedy, ESPN just being lackadaisical, not doing their research or anything. And they just go out there, get a marketing firm. Hey, find a team, find a team. And this team finds uh, Bishop Sycamore, or I should say the, uh, the marketing firm finds Bishop Sycamore. And the head coach just lies. He lies. And nobody seems to question him about this. And Bishop Sycamore gets on TV and gets embarrassed. Bad look for ESPN. Bad look for Bishop Sycamore. Bad look for high school football in general, especially, you know, when you're talking about the upper echelon uh, schools like ING Academy. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Roy Johnson fired from Bishop Sycamore. Probably looking at jail time for many different things. And also Bishop Sycamore has now lost four opponents on their schedule. This is a disaster. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Bill Belichick and the Patriots in this video. As you guys know, yesterday, Cam Newton was released by the Patriots. Bill Belichick made the call and he decided to go with Matt Jones as the starting QB for the Patriots. Now, my prediction was that Matt Jones is going to start by week four. However, Bill Belichick decided to release Cam Newton and move forward with Matt Jones right now. Now, one thing about the Patriots, the Patriot way over there is, is to get rid of players before they get old, before they get washed up. So a player for the Patriots can be in their prime and they'll be let go. And when you think of the Patriots, that has been the mantra of Bill Belichick. And to some people, you know, they believe that it actually cost the Patriots even more Super Bowls than what they already had. Now, they already have a record uh, six Super Bowls under Tom Brady as the quarterback here. And this past season, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and took the sucking ears to the Super Bowl. Now, Belichick, before Tom Brady left, he wanted to get rid of Tom Brady at least two or three years before Tom Brady left. And Tom Brady wasn't having any of that. He wanted to be the QB. And of course, you know, him and Bob Kraft are really close. And Tom Brady was the quarterback. Okay, now one season without um, Tom Brady, the Patriots dropped to seven and nine. And I believe if they had Tom Brady, that would have never happened. It wouldn't have. But the Patriots on offense were absolutely pathetic. Uh, Tom Brady's last season there. No skill position players whatsoever. And, And actually last year, too, they were pretty awful also. So Bill Belichick gets Cam Newton. And I remember the media saying, oh, the Patriots, man, they're going to be the team to beat. And they were not. Cam Newton was absolutely pathetic in New England last season. And now, guys, now that Cam Newton's been released, a former Patriots player now has come out 
and slam Bill Belichick. And I'm talking about pro bowler Asante Samuel, who actually played, uh, I believe, five seasons with the Patriots, won two Super Bowls there. But he has come out and roasted Bill Belichick. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. It's Patriot Asante Samuel calls Bill Belichick just another coach after Cam Newton release. Now, the reason why he's actually saying this is not because of Cam himself. He's saying that Bill Belichick is just another guy without Tom Brady. He's saying that Tom Brady made Bill Belichick. And you know what? He makes a very good case for that because if you look at Belichick's resume as a head coach without Brady, it's not impressive. Actually, he's under 500, to tell you the truth. Now, I know he went to um, the Browns. He actually won a playoff game. And that's pretty much it. But with Tom Brady, he won six Super Bowls, okay? Six. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and dive into this article here. And it says plenty of folks have weighed in on the great Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady debate. As if there's only enough credit for one of them to bask in their six shared Super Bowl championships. But rarely have those opinions come from from a member of the New England Patriots dynasty. Asante Samuel bucked the norm on Tuesday, chiming in with a blunt take on Belichick. The former Patriots cornerback is Team Tom. He clarified his stance on Twitter shortly after news broke of Cam Newton's release. A decision he concurred was cold-blooded. And this is what he said. He said cold-blooded is an understatement. But without Brady, he is just another coach in my opinion. And he was actually uh, responding to Lewis Riddick's uh, tweet. Uh, Bill does what Bill does. Right or wrong, the man is cold-blooded and will do what he thinks he has to do. And this is because of Bill Belichick's track record. Get rid of players before they're done. Now, in the case of Cam Newton here, Cam Newton was never a really good fit. His best days as a QB were behind him, if you ask me. But I remember when um, the Patriots signed Cam Newton, everybody was saying, oh, Bill Belichick is going to make uh, Cam Newton into this great quarterback. He's gonna, They're going to right the ship. That wasn't the case. Cam Newton... Let's be honest, is no Tom Brady, not even close, not even close. And I believe that that MVP season that Cam won the MVP, that should have went to Tom Brady. They really should have. I don't believe that a QB with a 58 percent completion percentage should get consideration for an MVP. I mean, Tom Brady, all of his passing stats were way better than Cam Newton. The only difference was Cam had a lot of Russian touchdowns, okay? But it goes on. It says, Belichick isn't immune to criticism from its patriots, of course, but it generally arrives from those whose tenure was short-lived and sans Super Bowl ring. Take journeyman defensive end Cassius Marsh, who was weighed by the Pittsburgh Steelers on Tuesday. Marsh spent nine games with the Patriots in, Patriots in 2017. He called the Patriot way extremely impressive on Tom Segura's podcast. He then declared that the Patriots treat players like crap under Belichick. Wow. Marsh's claim wasn't a revelation. He issued a similar statement in 2018, telling the San Francisco Chronicle in 2018 that the Patriots made me for the first time in my life think about not playing football because I hated it 
that much. Wow. Other other expatriates like Danny Amendola and Ace Soldier have described playing for the for New England as less than fun. At the same time, they buy into that the team's rigid competitive structure sets the standard for winning in the NFL. And then there's Samuel, who played five seasons for the Patriots at the front end of their dynasty, winning two Super Bowl rings and earning All Pro honors in 2007 before leaving for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's not here for the Patriot way, and he doesn't believe that it works without Brady. And this is um, what he actually said last year. He said, you can't just let top players go and expect to win. The only reason they got away with it is because of Tom Brady. I always said this, and I hate how they treat players. Hashtag pit sits. So he has chosen a side. He is definitely Tom Brady over Bill Belichick. And the Patriots have always not had the, the best of talent because when they get it, they usually let it go. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing that they won that many Super Bowls with less than stellar talent for the most part. But it's really because they had that guy, number 12. They went 12 and four Brady's last season in New England. He had nothing to work with. He leaves. And guess what? They go seven and nine, seven and nine. They win five fewer games. And the offense was still like crap. And they had a former MVP that threw more interceptions than touchdowns. So I'm not surprised that um, Asante Samuel has come out and blasted Bill Belichick on this after releasing uh, Cam Newton. Bill Belichick last year, let's be honest, man, he was really exposed because a lot of people were saying, oh, they're still going to make the playoffs. They're still going to win games. That wasn't the case. That wasn't the case whatsoever. Bill Belichick and or any coach of that matter, they're going to need great players. And in today's NFL, you're going to need a great quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady went over to Tampa Bay, who hadn't been to the playoffs in 12 years. He made Bruce Arians look like a genius. Now, I don't think that uh, Bruce Arians is in the class of Bill Belichick. I don't. I believe that uh, Bill Belichick is a defensive genius. I really, really do. I mean, those great Giants teams, Bill Belichick was the defensive coordinator. But do I think that uh, Bill Belichick has six Super Bowl rings without Tom Brady? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I believe that Tom Brady clearly deserves more credit for those Super Bowls than Bill Belichick. He does. Like I said, he just won a Super Bowl with Bruce Arians. And I'm not trying to disrespect Bruce Arians, but Bruce Arians, is he going to the Hall of Fame? I highly doubt it. I don't think so. Maybe if uh, Brady wins him, you know, two two more Super Bowls, he probably will. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. 
I'm back. Rodrant for Black and White Sports. Oh, we've got some interesting people coming out making comments about Cam Newton, of course. Cam Newton lost his job and was released, cut by the New England Patriots yesterday after a, I'll be honest with you, I've tried to be fair to Cam, a pretty close quarterback battle with Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones was otherworldly good. He absolutely was fantastic. He should have won the job based on performance, but it was pretty close. And I believe Bill Belichick was heavily leaning Cam until Cam Newton got put in the COVID-19 protocol. And then Bill decided he could not rely on Cam, felt like he couldn't rely on Cam. Now, to be honest with you, I don't agree with the NFL's mandates involving the jab. I don't. I think the jab's a personal decision. If you choose to get it, fine. If you choose not to, fine. But I think the policies should reflect the same whether you've got it or not. Well, they don't. They don't. The NFL's use a special brand of coercion involving different mandates and policies for, for vaccinated players versus unvaccinated players. Cam Newton lost his job, or at least, at the very least, lost his backup job due to the jab. Okay, we don't know yet if Cam requested a release. Now, there's speculation going on about Dallas backup. I mean, Cam immediately moves into being the best backup in the league, regardless of whether you like Cam or not. Okay, Cam is a former MVP, although I've always questioned that award that he received. Well, it seems of all people that have decided to come out and give Cam Newton some advice, O.J. Simpson has come out. Can you imagine? O.J. Simpson is virtue signaling at this point. Where's the virtue in O.J. Simpson exactly? Oh, Mr. White Bronco himself has come out and released a video giving Cam Newton some advice. He also speculates about where Cam could end up. Hmm, interesting. One of the teams I think is very viable. The other one, not so much. Let's hear OJ's video now. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, today it's all about Cam Newton, and uh, I got to admit, when this COVID-19 thing came up this past week and I saw that he was going to miss five days of uh, uh, camp, I said, well, there goes the starting job uh, because... uh, uh, this Mac Jones has been spectacular. Uh, and once Cam lost that starting job, uh, I, I, I'm still a little surprised they let him go because it's not like they're paying him an exorbitant amount of money for a quarterback. But I don't think Cam is cut out to be the backup. I think as long as he's fighting for the job, uh, he's going to be positive and on the sideline. Knowing he's the backup and has no chance of uh, getting in the game unless this kid get hurt because I don't see Mac Jones playing himself out of that position. I just don't get why any quarterback in the NFL, as important as they are to their team, won't go and get the shot. A lot of them won't even admit if they have if they have it. You're exposed to the public. You're the star of the team. You got other uh, players that you're playing against on the other team. Maybe one of those guys got it. He's tackling you. People are coming up for autographs. People are coming up to you at dinner. 
uh, people want selfies. Uh, uh, it just seems like it would be almost impossible not to get exposed at some point, uh, uh, you know, during the year. Uh, and your team just can't afford to have you sitting out those five days. Uh, Cam is not Jameis Winston. Jameis set out a season, uh, but he learned his craft during that time, watching Breeze, being coached by, by uh, uh, Sean Payton, uh, and he knew he had a chance at being a starter. Right now, Cam's chance at being a starter would he maybe could be in Miami and possibly down in Houston, where I think he's a better ver- uh, version uh, of Tyrod Taylor now that it appears that Watson won't be around. Anyway, come on, guys, especially you quarterbacks, go get the shots, tell the public you got it, and wear your mask. Take care. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's right, folks. O.J. Simpson is stunningly and courageously and bravely urging Cam Newton to go get that stab in his arm. That's right. Go get it. Cam, you are a starting quarterback. He doesn't see Cam as a backup. I think it's very likely Cam could have to play the role as backup. But I will say, look, considering the policies that the NFL has set forth, again, I don't agree with said policies, but based on those policies, it's going to be very hard for Cam Newton to find a new job, even if the Cowboys are sniffing around. They desperately need a good backup. They passed on Gardner Minshew. And, of course, they let Andy Dalton go. And, of course, do I think Cam would probably start in Houston? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I think Cam's a better version of Tyrod Taylor. And I'm not sure either one of those quarterbacks are very good at this point. But would I give the edge to Cam? Yeah, probably just based on size, I would. Um, and, and Even though they both kind of got a cannon, if you want to know the truth. And I will say the other thing. I think Ron Rivera would bring Cam in to the Washington football team if he was vaccinated. But he won't do it being unvaccinated because we know Ron Rivera lost his ever-loving mind last week about the jab and his players and his cancer. Personally speaking, I think that was in poor taste for Ron Rivera to pull that C card on his players. I just, I didn't like it. I didn't appreciate it. So, this is where Cam Newton has fell to. Because he won't go get a league-mandated jab, which I think should be a personal decision. I don't think any employment should be requiring it at all. Because he won't go get the jab, he is now getting O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson is coming out and lending and lending Cam Newton his loving ear and, and opinion to go out, get the jab so he can continue to be in the NFL. It's amazing that O.J. Simpson, of all individuals, is preaching to people about doing things that potentially could save lives. What? This is where we are at in 2021, folks. That's right. The Bronco Chase, the Glove, all of that. All of that. And we've ended up with an NFL quarterback getting advice from O.J. Simpson. 
Yeah. On social media where other people can see it. Wow. Strange times, I'd say. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. Well, it looks like this jab thing continues to take on a life of its own. And more and more entities are requiring more and more members of society and members of the sports world to get the jab. Al Leiter, that's right, a very, very good Major League Baseball pitcher, pitched for the Mets, Yankees, Toronto Blue Jays, won a World Series with the Blue Jays, and Hall of Famer John Smoltz from the Braves. They have refused to get the vaccine, and now they will not appear at MLB Network's studios. This is getting crazy, folks. Hall of Famer John Smoltz and former Met and Yankee Al Leiter will no longer appear in studio for MLB Network after refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine, the Post has learned. MLB Network has made it mandatory for all employees to be vaccinated with the mandate going into effect September 1. MLB Network executives Smoked and Lighter made a compromise to keep them on air, but not in the studios. They will both re- appear remotely for the shows. Smoltz will also still call a Division Series game on site in October. The two are regular in-studio analysts for the network. MLB Network declined to comment. Lighter and Smoltz did not immediately return messages. Smoltz, 54, is the lead analyst on Fox's coverage of MLB, making the calls on the biggest games, including the World Series. Lighter, 55, is also a New York Mets advisor. And a lot of of these teams do keep some of these former players on the payroll as quote-unquote consultants and advisors as a way to respect what they did for the team. And, yeah, occasionally they will ask for their input as well. Man, we are seeing a lot of this going on in sports, and we're learning more and more about big-time stars that are pushing back against these mandates over the jab. Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold. Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Al Leiter, John Smoltz. The list goes on and on and on with these major sports stars. We're talking about a Hall of Famer in John Smoltz. Wow, he was good. 214 victories and a slew of saves, 154 saves. He he was only a reliever for like four years and had 154 saves, including... 55 one year. He was the relief pitcher of the year that year. Rolaids relief pitcher of the year. I can remember that. And, of course, he won a World Series with the Braves. Uh, So he was part of the Young Guns, Glavin, Smoltz, and uh, Greg Maddox ended up coming along after the Cubs years. Uh, 
but this is crazy. We've said on this channel before, look, if you decide to get the jab, that's really your your business, your choice. Um, if you decide not to, it's your business and your choice. But I do not agree with these companies um, hammering these mandates down on individuals. Um, I think I think it's one area that so many of these businesses, companies, entertainment in, entities, corporations, I think they should stay out of it. I truly do. Um, you know, I know they would love to mandate these things in all states, in the United States, but you've got a lot of, you know, you got Texas, you've got uh, Florida that are pushing back on that. It's just, I just don't see it happening in my state, which is Texas, and in Florida where DeSantis is governor. So, uh, we'll see. This is crazy. It's continuing to come out. There's continuing to be fallout. You know, Brett Favre is is unvaccinated. Uh, so, a lot of big... And, and it's funny because a lot of people are giving these guys shit. And let's be real. It's always known that the quarterbacks are the smartest dudes in the room, generally speaking, along with offensive linemen. Well, guess what? Many of the offensive linemen in the NFL are not vaccinated as well. You can take that for however you want to take it, okay? We're not medical doctors on this channel. We don't claim to be. But I'm just telling you right now, that's the facts of who is and who isn't. So, tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Wow, the plot thickens on the vaccine. Peace, I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, let's talk about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is one of the NFL players that is most vocal about not wanting to get the jab. Now, we said it time and time again, guys, that if you want to get the jab, that's fine. If you don't want to do it, that's fine as well. You do what's best for you. You check with your own doctor and make the best decision for yourself. Now, guys, I do not believe that any NFL team or NFL player should be pressuring a player to get the jab. But what have we seen the last few days in the NFL? The regular season is about to start and cuts have been made. And in the case of the Jaguars, Urban Meyer has said, yeah, vaccination status has played a role. Now, Cam Newton, he was cut. Uh, Bill Belichick said that his vaccination status had nothing to do with it. But most people believe that that did play some type of role here. And now. That brings us to Josh McCowan, former NFL quarterback. He's come out and he has hammered Kirk Cousins for not getting a jab. He actually believes that if Kirk Cousins is to be the quarterback of the team, he needs to be a leader and he needs to get the jab or else he can actually end up losing the locker room and not be a good leader. This is ridiculous, folks. This is really, really ridiculous. Like I said before, guys, I don't think. Any player, any team should be giving medical advice to a player if they're not this player's doctor. Okay, now, Josh McCowan, he's not a doctor. 
He used to be a quarterback. And that's pretty much it. I'm pretty sure that Josh McCowan does not know the health status of Kirk Cousins. He doesn't know that. But let's get into this, guys. You can see here, Kirk Cousins being unvaccinated could affect his ability to lead, says longtime NFL quarterback. Wow. So before the whole virus thing, you mean to tell me that quarterbacks weren't good leaders unless they got some type of a jab? Now, guys, we know the flu comes around every year. Does anybody really care if these uh, quarterbacks, in this case right here, if they got a flu shot every year? I'm pretty sure most people do not care. Now, you may not know this, but the flu is a virus. And players that played with the flu on the field and nobody cared. Now, when it comes to this type of virus, I get it. It's worse than the flu. But for the most part, it doesn't really affect world class athletes the way it would with people that are out of shape, overweight, have diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But this is what Josh McCowan had to say. Now, he's currently a, um, a wide receivers coach at, at a high school. He's not in the league anymore, but he said this when talking about Kirk Cousins. Says, quote, obviously, we have a personal choice. Yes, you do. And that's a freedom that he has, McCowan said in a phone interview about Cousins not being vaccinated. Quote, but I think in the realm of, the, of a team and understand, understanding everything we do about the science and the safety of it, I would just say it would be it would be hard week in and week out for a quarterback to say, hey, I'm all for my team, but I'm not going to do this except for this. Now, guys, I don't think that whether you get the jab or not, she even play a role in this, you know, when it comes to being a leader. Now, it's kind of funny here that he actually says uh, uh, understanding everything we do about the science. Now, guys, four months ago, what were they saying about it? Oh, we get the jab, you know, we get back to normal and all this other stuff. But guess what? Now you got the Delta variant out there. And guess what? Even if you get the jab, you can still spread the virus. And also, folks, you can still get the virus. You know, the science is constantly changing, constantly changing. So at this point now, no matter if you got the jab or not, you can still get the virus. You can transmit the virus. But let's go on here. And McCowan himself, he has gotten a jab. Good for him. That's his business. I really don't care. But he continues on and he says this. Quote, obviously, he has a firm belief in his systems of beliefs that are leading him to say, quote, I don't want to vaccinate. And that's his business, McCowan said. But given the effect and the impact that it can have on a team, we don't share the same beliefs on that aspect. And I just think you want to lead the way and do everything that allows you to be effective for your team. And so if you don't get vaccinated, I guess you have to throw the mask on and be vigilant against that about that. But even then, I think that takes away from your some of your ability to lead. Wow. So there you have it, guys. Josh McCowan saying that since Kirk Cousins don't doesn't want to get the jab, this is actually going to affect his ability to lead a team. Now, guys, I'm assuming he's talking strictly on the in the locker room here. OK, I'm assuming that 
And I'm pretty sure that the players all know who got the jab and who hasn't. But uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's in the limelight. He's a quarterback here. And he's following all, all of the protocols. He hasn't gotten fined yet by the NFL. Now, we know that the NFL wants to make it a living hell for players that don't get the jab. Now, if Kirk Cousins was the number 52 man on a team, there's no doubt about it. I believe he would be cut right now. But he's a starting quarterback. And he's a very good quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, so he's not going to get cut. Now, if he does end up in a COVID protocol, let's say he actually gets it from a teammate that got the jab and he gets infected that way. You know what? The player that um, that gave him the virus will get off scot-free, but yet Kirk Cousins is going to get punished for it. And let's say... He doesn't have any symptoms. They're going to punish him for this. So he's going to have to go into COVID protocol. He'll probably end up missing a game. And, you know, the media is going to come down on him for not getting a jab. Now, if he still got the jab still and he got it from another teammate, that's a real possibility right here. So I don't like what Josh McCowan said. I really don't. I don't think we should be listening to any athletes when it actually comes to getting a jab and things like that. Josh McCowan, you do your business right there. Let Kirk Cousins do his. Kirk Cousins is following the protocols. Everything, at least as far as I know, seems to be going pretty smooth with him not being vaccinated. He's not spreading the virus. He hadn't got the virus. You know, could he get the virus? Yeah. But like I said, you can still get the virus even if you got the jab. That's his business. Because I think now, guys, we're going to see more players get vilified. For not wanting to jab. You know in the case of Cam Newton. He already had the virus. So he probably probably has the antibodies right now. But he's under immense pressure. To get the jab. Because I believe. And I believe Rose believes also. That when it comes down to you. Getting on a team this season. If you don't get the jab. Your vaccination status. Could come into play. And if you don't have it. You're not going to get on the team. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. Do you agree with Josh McCowan coming down on Kirk Cousins and saying he can't lead a team based off his vaccination status? I believe this is completely and utterly ridiculous. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.